0: Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King and Joel Elston. Today is Thursday, June 13th, 2019. It is 8 a.m. in New York, 5 a.m. Los Angeles, 1 p.m. in London, 10 p.m. in Sydney, Australia, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And I'm happy that Joel's back. If we get Joel Yay. back. We're, we're, we're not going to have him next week, but we'll have him every week there afterwards. So there's a, there's an increase in Joel appearances here on the show going forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, we'll, we'll determine if that's good or bad as we go forward. But, right, uh, it's right. Good. It's always good. It's a good thing. So, hey, I wanted to tell you guys a story that happened this morning. Um I, uh, I was Wait, asleep.
1: Do you want to do your announcements first?
0: All right. Yeah, why not? Let's do okay.
1: announcements
0: first. Before you forget. Before I forget. Well, actually apparently I did forget. You just reminded me. So. <laughs> That's
1: what we're <I'm> here for.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we we often try to do the announcements after a few minutes just to give you an idea of what we're talking about in case you hadn't heard one of the shows before, but uh yeah, we can go now and say, "Hey, There's lots lots of stuff we're doing every week that's really interesting. You want to do the five shows a week thing. And the way you do that is by becoming a subscriber to the podcast. So just go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. Click the little buttons on top. It'll give you all the instructions for how to do it for your device. And once you're done, it takes just a few seconds. You're a subscriber, and you'll get all of our episodes streaming right to your smartphone or computer or whatever device you're using. And uh, then, by the way, as you're supposed to do with any kind of stuff like this, share. Share the fact on social media that you're listening and that uh, you're liking L.O.A. Today. Um, And since we're now live streaming on YouTube, we invite you to listen to us on YouTube and actually watch us and see Alex with her beautiful headphone ears and you know enjoy (laughs) the fact that you actually get to to watch us while while we're uh, doing the show. So um, you can go to YouTube, you can do the search for L.O.A. Today podcast videos or just follow the link that's in the description of this podcast. Uh, All the the descriptions now have the link. Uh, And then Once you're there, click the subscribe button and then there's a little bell. How's the bell work?
1: You click the little bell right next to the subscribe button and you'll be notified every time that we go live.
0: It's that simple. So there you go. There are the announcements for the day. I'm glad (laughs) you reminded me to do that. Now we didn't forget. Now we, because otherwise it'd be, you know, Joel will take over in about two minutes and and I won't get a word edgewise in for the next (laughs) 24
2: minutes. There
0: you go. Yep. That's preemptive. That's good. it's the way it works, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I I, uh, I was asleep this morning. It was a little after six. Louise comes in, and wakes me up, and she says, "I got to go out." I said, "Oh, what's up?" And, I, and like I said, in a very groggy voice, you know, they're like, "Oh, what's up?" You know, that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: she tells me, "Well, um, she has to go over to a customer's house to get." Th- some tarps on top of the mulch and compost that had been delivered because we're going to have rain here mm-hmm. and you don't want to have wet compost or wet mulch. Not if you, not if you want to keep your staff happy. Right. <laughs> because moving wet stuff like that is very unpleasant and very heavy. So, okay. Um, well, do you need some help? Yeah, I could really use some help. I I mean, it's a big, big delivery. I need help getting the, uh use your height to get the, uh, the tarps over the mulch and so forth. So I said, Oh, okay. So I'm staggering mm-hmm. out of bed and get dressed and looking at the clock. Oh, we'll make it just in time to get back for the podcast. Okay, this is going to work. We get in the car, and my wife is driving a little bit quickly. And yeah. I'm thinking, well, okay, so what's going on? And we, we're, we have a little conversation about it. She says, well, I'm always driving quickly. And it occurred to me that one of the things that she's complained about lately is having a lot of stress with the business, which mm-hmm. there, has been, there has been quite a bit of stress. hmm but it also, it kind of reminded me, one of the ways that stress happens is, well, all stress happens because of what we think internally, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if we're driving fast because we feel this urgency, like, oh, my God, I got to get there, I got to get this done, so forth, we're building up stress. Yes. Which means the thing to do is to slow down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm looking over, and I won't tell you what the speedometer said compared to the uh, zone we we're in. Let's just say <laughs> on the high side. ooh <laughs> And I said, slow down. <laughs> and, and we have this conversation like, oh, well, we got to get there. It's starting to rain. You can see the raindrops coming. <laughs> all right. So we have this whole conversation, and I'm talking to her about and, – and she knows this stuff. I mean, she's a former psychotherapist. She understands all this stuff, you know, but we're right. a conversation about, you know, you gotta slow down because you gotta send your body the right signals. You don't want your body to get the signals that you need to stress out. You need the signals to say slow down. Well, we got there. It's a long trip. It's like a half hour trip to get there. Um, we get to the, the location and there's no mulch and there's no compost. They hadn't delivered it yet.
1: Son of a beasting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what? And she calls the uh, the place, finds out no, they haven't delivered it yet. So she arranges with them to deliver it on Saturday after all the rains have passed.
1: Yeah, which means
0: there was no emergency in her head that she had invented to continue the pattern of building stress.
1: Yeah. So
0: I realized the the purpose for her to wake me up wasn't to help cover mulch. It was to help her deal with this fact that she's been ongoing every single day Mm -hmm. building up her stress just by driving fast and feeling this urgency. Oh my God! I got to get there fast. Got to get this done. Got to get this done. Yeah. So so Joel, my question to you is. How often do we do this? I get the feeling humankind does this a
2: lot.
3: Yeah, the the self you know the really sort of the self imposed deadlines. Uh, stress is fuel. Stress uh, gives us a lot of times an illusion of you know, the urgency of needing. That you gave the perfect example. This is all self induced. All you know, we we have these deadlines. You know, you the, the anxiety attached to. Uh, i I got to get this done everything's going to fall apart if this doesn't happen and the reality is none of it matters not not a thing in the world of that matter it it just uh it it happens but it is a condition uh we're 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 almost conditioned as as humans in today's society with the the access to all this information the access to it, it, you know, you 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 have to go at this pace, and if you don't do it, it's you're not being productive, and and you know everything. We, this awfulizing of thought again is, is where I, a deadline is just I have to get there. When when you arrive, you realize not a bit of this mattered, and it would have even if the thing would have been. Would seven minutes have mattered? Would twelve? You know, it's just is mind-boggling to think what we do but again it it has become sort of the if you ever just sit on a bench in new york city and watch the people walk with the urgency of i have to get there i must get there i must do these things and 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 it's like wow you you really it really doesn't matter but yet the stress and then the body is all internal the body creates a lot of stress chemicals, which you know that they, they—I they, I have a belief that they become the body becomes sort of dependent on stress chemicals, and and when you take a break, it almost feels like I should be doing something or I should mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. moving, and 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 then and then you're just sitting there like, and that almost creates stress again. What should I be doing now?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. In fact, I was noticing that on the trip back after we went through all that, because Louise was noticeably trying to slow down. I mean, she was trying to do it, but she's you could you could see the speed changing. She would speed up and then she would slow down, and then she would speed up and then she would slow down. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to sit there and be very calm and send. You know, of feelings, vibrations of calmness and, and relaxation and, and stress-free and so forth just to help her and help her and support her and support her. And, and she's she's going through that little thing, just oscillating back and forth, speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. It shows just exactly what you're saying. It is so habitual that she actually has to work to
3: compensate for it. Mm. Well, And, and I, I see it a lot with, uh, you know, uh, like parents that, you know, kids get, you know, the, the, when they go off to college, for example, uh, a lot of times it's just this 18 years of chaos almost. It's just constant, nonstop mm-hmm. drama, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of, especially if I'm involved with a family, there's always something going on. And so it, when, when you get to that place and the kids leave, the, the moms will often come in and go, what do you do now? It, it, it's just that, that yeah. void of not and not just missing the kids, but that void of the stress and the anxiety of the, the this again the self induced deadlines that you realize that that they they are part of the, a, a process that doesn't serve you. I, one of my one of my things is I I love I'm very punctual. I love to be on time. It's I, I like to be a little early, uh, and. I will find myself, I did this, it's funny you said this yesterday, I, I needed to get to a meeting. I was going to be there uh, 10 minutes early like I normally was. Well, traffic was exceptionally slow. Uh, it, it, it just, it, it, you know, I got behind this one guy, and it seemed like the one lane I got in was always the slow lane. I was going back and forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. the lane. And, That's
1: how the highway works. And
3: almost the more I did that. Then I would, then I would notice the car in front of me off to the side speed up a little so I couldn't get over. Of and course. so now I'm thinking, okay, this person is, is, and then I said, wait a minute, just take a deep breath. Worst yeah. case scenario, this is a meeting that is, it's is it, something that if I'm a minute late, I, I'm, there's always somebody late to these meetings, always. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm a meeting, minute late to this meeting, it's no big deal. Well, first of all, instead of getting there 10 minutes early, I got there eight minutes early. Uh, <laughs> the, the difference in, in, in that, that I save in between, I, I, I have to remind myself of that. What's the point of all this and what, mm-hmm. what are we doing? But but the stress that we it, – it, it's like it's become a, a, a drug for us yes. that you almost put ourselves in, in stressful situations to perform. And and then you, you lose sleep over it, like I said, you know, Louise got up early, did this. You guys were running around with all the stress and anxiety that none of it mattered, uh, and, and especially when you get there, it's like, okay, but all this was a really waste of, of energy <laughs> to even seen. thinking about it. <laughs> they had to make a delivery. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, we, we, well, you see that a lot. You'll you'll see this this. You know, I've, I've done that before, where you know, like, I, I, it usually is not something that's in my control, but I'm, I'm dealing with an emergency and, and, you know, I had to text you last week, last minute client emergency. Right. You, you know, I, I, I rushed to the office. Uh, I'm having to deal with, uh, uh, you know, I'm meeting this family there. And so I go there, I change my schedule around. Well, I get a text saying, Oh, we forgot it. Everything's fine. We don't need to come in. Wow. So, well, no, no, I, I, I literally changed my world to get there. Uh, yes,
2: yeah.
3: it, it, it's not a money thing. This is a family. They insisted on paying me. It's not that part. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that that, that stress and that anxiety, I start right. my day off that way. Yeah. Right. And it's, it, you know, I have to be very careful not to get into stress anxiety because when we start thinking about the law of attraction, when you're putting that stress anxiety energy out there, that's what it's picking up on. So Let's get some more to that. And, uh, that's, the, that's what the law of attraction delivers without, without opinion. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really, yeah. It, it, that, that's it. it. It's about, uh, what, what's the, the, the word we use? Oh, mindfulness. It's, it's mindfulness. Being mindful of what you're feeling and recognize, oh, no, I really don't want to go down that path. Mm. And that, that's one of the best things that we learn when we're learning to be deliberate creators is just being aware of these patterns we set up for ourselves, noticing them and saying, you know what? That's not the choice I really want to make.
1: That's exactly what I do. <laughs> Cause I have, um, I don't deal with stress well, like at all. Like it, it brings me to tears. I can't, I can't handle stress. So one, the, speaking of, um, what you guys were talking about, the one thing that does stress me out is being late. And because I don't drive. Do you guys I'm, know
0: each other? I mean, right? You guys both have this thing. <laughs> I
1: mean, so, like, because I don't drive myself, it's an extra stressor. So, because my mother is late for everything. Like, oh, <laughs> like my father always said she's going to be late for her own funeral. I swear. So, <laughs> I, so, like. It, there was points where I was, I had to go to doctor's appointments and you know, they have that. If you're more than like 10 or 15 minutes late, your appointment's canceled. And that's going through my mind. So I'm in the car crying because we are running late uh, we're going to get there late. I am upset. So, you know what I did? I just, I just deleted the whole situation and I started giving my mom the wrong times. And they, so now we're, cause on time is late, man. So we've got to get there early. <laughs>
0: Actually, I thought that was a great way to deal with stress. Most people would yeah. swallow it. You're, you're just crying your eyes out, getting rid of it. I, I, you say you don't handle stress very well. I think you're doing very well. I mean, Joel's the expert on this, but that's my. Well, case. no, because <laughs> by the
1: time I get to the appointment, I'm like, hey, Alex King. <laughs> 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 like it, it doesn't stop. It's going on for the entire day. Like oh, I I'm see. Going. Yeah, so it becomes a little yeah.
0: compulsive. So that's not so right. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Joel, do you run into that very often? People who are,
2: who um,
3: overdeal with stress. Well, yeah, it, it, it's like anything else. Everybody's on a personal, sort of their personal way they handle it. Whether you, you know, it, it's like anything else whether it's grief or stress or whatever. It's, how you deal with it, it is there isn't. I, I haven't found any one right way. Right. Uh, it, it, it's it's simply. Uh, an individual thing. And I also want to make a side note. I I I always wanna be I, I will often use the words anxiety and stress in the same uh term but but clinically and from the perspective we're talking about, hey, you know, anxiety disorder is a real thing that's different yeah. than stress. Yes, uh and, yes. and I want to be very cl- very clear about that. If you have anxiety disorder, that's a medical condition and I'm not yep. talking about that. Uh I'm talking about stress. Uh, and how we deal with it, that stress we every human has some form of stress, some of us it, it, without stress we we, we it wouldn 't be healthy i mean we we need to protect ourselves we need to I know people that have been placed in situations due to extreme wealth where they 're not required to do anything and as sad as as ridiculous as this sounds they 're as debilitated as not having any money i mean so they 're worse in a way. Uh, so So, not having some motivation to get up and get moving in life or or have some stress can be a great tool. Uh, in fact, I know people that that intentionally have used their stress to sort of as as rocket fuel to to you know create great careers and it could be it 's like anything else it can be a tool it 's always assumed it 's bad but it, it when it 's debilitating and when it when it gets you off of the focus of what is in your direct control, that's when it's debilitating Uh it, it, or when it causes great chaos. I, I, I understand that when I take action, anything that I feel stress about, I have to figure out out of the things that's making me stress. What am I, what am I going to do? Am I going to be able to respond <laughs> right. to it?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and, now the area that I do have power in, the stuff I can take action on, if I take action, it's the ultimate stress reliever because I'm doing something about it. But mm-hmm. when I find myself worried about the outcome that's out of my control, that's where I have to start realizing I, I, I could, I can choose to worry about this if I want. However, it, it, it's a choice. I, I, I'm volunteering for that stress. It, it's yes. not, I can't control somebody else and their behavior. I can't control. Uh, uh, other conditions. I can't, you know, I, it, 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 if the list of things I can control, uh, that there is a very limited number of things. However, that's where all my power exists. And mm-hmm. so I can use stress in those areas. Now, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, stress can be a great motivator. But if I'm, if I'm doing everything I need to be doing and, and my stress is coming from other people, then that's my problem at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's where I need to learn to, <laughs> I can't control the actions of others. I can't control the weather. I can't get, despite what Walt says, I can't control, uh, uh, the, the stock market. I can't control somebody's other behavior, other people's behavior. I can't do all that. Um, I'll often hear if, if my kid would just do this, I would be happy mm-hmm. or, or, I, or I wouldn't have this stress or if my spouse or significant other would just do this uh things would be great or i wouldn't have this stress or or someone else is causing me stress that's what, those are the signals that we need to look at because if someone else is causing you stress you're allowing that that uh, it's a contract you're making with that person to allow it to happen
0: I've always liked that phrase: "We are volunteers and not victims," because so often it's true. I mean, there are certain Mm. times that you know in in life where we do get victimized by stuff, but for the most part, we're volunteers, and and for the most part, we volunteer convincing ourselves that that we're the victim and that we weren't volunteering, which is an amazing thing all by itself. I mean it's a hard thing to come to terms with. You know, I don't volunteer to make myself uncomfortable. I don't volunteer to you know, stress myself. I'm not a volunteer, but I do.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's your interpretation I... of events. Uh, w- one of my clients, one of the most amazing clients that I have is a, uh, uh, a gentleman that served in the Middle East. I always say that the big term, but I don't know exactly which war or campaign and all, but um mm-hmm. His his job was to defuse bombs. Yeah, mm. uh, part of the story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know that I, I can think we can start with a little high stress level there. A little um, bit. A little bit. And, yeah. So he, he tell he tells one particular story, and I've said this on the show before, but I'll repeat it. He had uh, uh he was in this compound and. Uh, it's this walled compound where a lot of Americans were, and it was a safe area. And I wish I knew better to locate, but it was in the Middle East, the bad part, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, right. um, there, there's just a lot of insurgency going around, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of war going on around. But this compound was sort of a safe zone. Well, there, so they try to breach the compound, and they they dropped a bomb. The enemy dropped a bomb in the middle of the compound that did not explode. Um uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 but it was lodged in the ground and, and, and if it, if it explodes, it's going to, I mean, just wipe out the whole compound.
2: Mm-hmm. And at the
3: same time, they were, they were sort of breaching the walls and shooting down on the compound. So the goal was to get them, everybody running around and, and ambush them. So he was sent out to defuse the bomb with four guys with bulletproof beds vest and you know m16 shooting up at the people who were shooting down mm. and all this chaos is taking place and there's people all over the place shooting up at the wall it's this big war but he if he didn't get the bomb defused it doesn't matter so you can just get this scenario where he's looking down he takes the cover off of what he has to look at they said the moment that he focuses everything goes quiet he's yeah. able mm-hmm. to slowly look at the thing follow the wires and he has to really concentrate because sometimes the wires are a step. Now, most of the time on bombs that don't explode, he explained this to me. It's not a, a booby trap bomb in the sense that they're not trying to deceive the person from, because they're not, it's, it's supposed to explode. So they don't waste a lot of energy with a very convoluted explosion pattern. So he said that it isn't like one of those things where you have to follow a bunch of wires, but he did have to get the basic layout and Obviously, cutting the wrong wire could have disastrous results. Mm-hmm. Well, he mm-hmm. finds it, and all this is taking place. He says it's completely silent. He finds the right wire. He cuts it. You know, the, the It's clear the bomb is safe or it will not explode. And the moment that he does that, all of a sudden, he starts hearing the gunfire again, and he realizes there are bullets hitting all around him. Uh, one of the guys that was protecting him was shot in the leg. Uh, it, it was all of a sudden just you – know, all this chaos – but wow. he was able to, when he focused, do that. And, 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 and that, that's one of the things that happens. I sort of view life like that and where, where you have all these things happening. But when you realize some of that is out of his control, a lot of that <laughs> is out of control. Almost all of that is out of his control. Mm-hmm. However, when it came time to focus, he was able to dismiss even the stuff that was out of his control, focus on what he had to do. Then he, then he was able to observe it and move on. But that's a, that's a level that few people can ever get to. And thank goodness right. people like him exist.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: but most of us get into this awfulized state of mind where, where stress is defeating that you, by, you're bypassing the normal thought process. You're not using logic. You're, you're only, you're, you're operating out of desperation when a lot of times it's not a desperate situation. This guy's situation was. And he wasn't operating there, but a lot of people will, will take them. If I don't get there, everything's going to, here's what's going to happen. It's like, <laughs> really? Is it, it, you know, like, like I look at it this way, Lu, uh, Louise and the example today. Let, let's, let's look at that. This isn't about Louise. It's just about, you, you right. gave that example. Right. You know, the question that I'd ask Louise while she was there, what is the absolute worst thing that can happen in this? If everything <laughs> goes totally wrong here, what happened? What and what would that be, Walt? What, what would the worst case scenario be?
0: Uh, let's see. Well, the worst case scenario would be that the mulch gets salt soaked, soaked, the compost gets soaked, and we have to leave it for a few days before we can actually do anything with it because it'll be too heavy to move it around, and and so that upsets the schedule. So she has to shift the schedule around and uh, find all different ways to get uh, stressed out about that. That's
3: about mm. the worst. yeah. So, but, so really the stress was about potentially more stress. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Is what you're saying. yeah. So, but there's no one's life was at risk there. Yeah. Uh, no. there, and, and I'm not trying, please, when Louise hears this, I'm not picking on Louise. I'm just, uh, this is just the concept that what we do, we take something and, and, and it's like, I, I've had people ask me that question. Well, what, what's the worst thing that happens here? Well, to be honest with you, it, it, nothing. Uh, or, or, or minimal or you, you improvise. In fact, often worst case, you know, when, when things happen and it's stressful situations, maybe you develop something new. Maybe you could, it, it, inventions have been made of people that had to, things that didn't go right. I have to, let me come up with some way to work around this. Let me come up with another idea, another solution. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's, those are things that, that, When we look at it from the perspective of what's in our control is great, and driving that extra three miles an hour, or ten miles an hour, or seventeen miles an hour, even really, if you figure out, even you know, with with stops and other things, the, the the time saved is very minimal. And, for example, if you were to get either in an accident or pulled over by the police, mm-hmm. you would drastically reduce your time, uh, I mean, extend your time of getting there, and then you will create even a far worse scenario than being three minutes late or one minute late.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah, true. That's
0: mm-hmm. yeah, very true. Um, I, I keep thinking about a movie that Louise uh, saw. It's a biopic. She's got it on, uh, on DVR, I believe. And it's a story of these guys who were surfers, who are surfers, and they were, when they were younger, they were uh, pro surfers. They were on the pro circuit. Um, in fact, they helped to establish the pro circuit. Mm. Um, they all came from various walks of life, different parts of the planet. They all ended up in Hawaii to surf that pipeline that you know the, the famous surf pipeline, and one of them ends up as a uh, character on Baywatch, and it turns into this whole long building thing about how they become surfers. And at one point in the in the story, the uh, one of their members drowns, and it's, it, of course it devastates everybody else. And then there's a a big to-do between two of them who are like the top surfers in the world and they're constantly competing with each other, and there's this big story that happens along with that. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, they kept finding more and more ways. that The competition just became so intense that it actually interfered in their friendships, and they ended up going their separate ways. Mm -hmm. Until the one who was the top surfer, the one who had also been the biggest instigator, um, hit bottom. And he ended up just he, he was I don't remember where I think he was in Australia or something like that. And, he, and uh, the, the other friend, the one who he had competed with, saw him there and saw that he was in depression, probably dealing with drugs, all kinds of things. And the two of them kind of worked together to kind of rebuild their lives away from the pro circuit um, getting sponsors, what I think they call it, the free surfing sponsors. In other words, they're not actually competing. They just got sponsors because the sponsors uh, know that people are going to watch them wherever they surf, no matter what the conditions are, regardless of whether they're in a competition. You know, right. So they're building this whole thing there, and then this guy who was at the center of it sends out a text message to all their friends. There's, a, there's like a group of ten or twelve of them. Sends mm-hmm. a text message out, basically reaching out. And asked them how they're doing. That was the, the essence of it. Which was unusual for him. He was not the one who would be the person to do that. Okay. It turned into an ongoing thread that brought them all back together again. So now they actually mostly live in the same place or they spend a lot of time each other each year together in the same place, usually in Hawaii. And they've they basically reformed their group friendship along the lines of, I just care about this these other guys. These are guys Aww. And what a great storyline that yeah. is. But but it also shows how, you know, you can take a situation that's stressful and turn it into one that's not stressful. You can actually de-stress just by changing your perspective. So just Joel, just like the story you told about the bomb diffuser, he took stress out of it by just Tunnel, visual, tunnel vision focusing on what it is he had to do to the point where he didn't even hear the stuff that was going on around him thought there's a war going on around him, and he didn't even hear it because he chose to exactly change. and the, the surfers decided they were going to change their perspective they, were, they just weren't even going to notice they weren't even going to deal with competition anymore. Yep,
2: that's and their idea changed
0: as a result mm-hmm. That, to me, that's, both of those are encouraging stories. And the story with Louise this morning. They're all encouraging stories because they show us we really can change our perspective, even in the most difficult circumstances. And it's not as hard as we thought it was going to be.
1: Nope. That's where I came up with the, uh, the why do you care movement. Why do, I, I, why do you care? Like every time something would like bother me and I'd sit there and think about it and be like, but Alex, why do you care? And I gotta put that on a t-shirt because goodness that would make me some money.
2: But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was like, and we were doing a lot of podcasts and people were asking questions about, you know, certain things and I'm like, guys, why do you care? Mm. Like it's not, it, it doesn't affect you. If you really think about it, it doesn't affect you. It's somebody <laughs> else stressing you out. So why do you care?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Keep it moving. De-stress yourself.
0: It's a big deal. Well,
3: that's the million-dollar answer to all this: is is the perspective. When you're in, you're in control of your perspective, and and that that's the ultimate key to anything. You 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 wake up, and and what you do is what you do, and you're in charge of how you feel about it, and that that's how this drives it. and, and most people don't realize. They have no problem putting energy in things they can't control, mm-hmm. so much condition to. Let's worry about what this person does. Never understanding that, that you have, we all have that ultimate power of things we can control. That's, that, that's it. I mean, that's, that's life. When you, uh, and like you are saying, why are we worried about it? What does it matter? That's why watching, you know, Walt and I have talked about this a lot over the years, you know, watching the news when you're watching the news mm-hmm. and, and you're watching all the negative and you know the stock, the stock market is going to crash soon. Well, the world is <laughs> going to fall apart and there's going to be more wars and, 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 and you're watching it. And it, it, it depends on, it doesn't matter which side you're on because the other side is out to destroy this country. And,
2: right, and right. everybody's,
3: yes. they, they literally are fighting. I, I I can see because I have such a diverse group of friends, I can see my friends on the right and my friends on the left truly mm-hmm. adamant in their belief oh, that yeah. the other side is going to destroy us, and they don't understand. They 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 really think they're the only one right, and you they get stressed over that, and they get stressed over these little things and the rhetoric, and so 24 hour news cycles now these news channels they stoke that fire. They you have you know my 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 dad finally quit. I finally got him to he's living in a assisted living facility now and he's, he's loving life. I got them to, you know, sort of block the news channels and he doesn't watch those anymore. And, and, he, and he's, he's doing so much better because he was just convinced that the liberals were trying to destroy our country and he would not have a place to live. And, and he really just believed that. I mean, he, he would just be upset calling me just, what are we going to do when everything falls apart? Dead? Nothing's falling apart. Everything's yeah. fine. Um and, and yet, but that, and, and, I'm not picking on one side. Both sides are equal. Both at sides that. are good at doing this. They're yeah. very good at it. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, it, it starts with, you know, fear is a great motivator for people. Max. And then you, you, and, and then when you take it and say, we're going to change things. So that's even more uncomfortable. it, mm-hmm. it, 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 all it takes is to mention to the senior population, we're going to change Medicare. Oh my gosh! It just sets the world up. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? Take take away this, or you're going to do this. Or you're going to do, this. and 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 so that the idea that they've learned, we can't even mention Medicare because it it'll just get you in trouble. It just, mm-hmm. it, it, you have all these many things that you know we become conditioned to. Stress is a tool for our politicians. It's a selling point for, uh, you know, different things and you know a lot of products use. You know, fear as to induce stress as a way to sell this, or you know, the the idea that you need a security system, or all these people, are, you know, all this is going to happen to you, or, um, and, you know, one of the one of the big things that you know, working with the population of kids over the years I work with, one of the big energies placed on you know, is all these evil people that abduct children and rape them. That, they, oh my gosh, that is our, one of our biggest fears that this will happen. Now. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge child advocate so when I'm saying this please understand sure. what I'm saying. But the number of stranger abductions and rape is tiny tiny tiny.
2: Mm-hmm. The
3: number of family members and and close friends uh who who rape children uh and less children are the are like 99.9% of the ones that happen. Very few yeah. children are abducted. Uh but, but but that the the energy is placed on well don't and again it's never it's wise advice to stay away, but you 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 can't sit there and live a life that that it is looking at the wrong. Let's look at the truth of where where their danger is. We create danger they get fearful around it, and it it is it's just ingrained it's it's interwoven with the fabric of our society today. And and you know that a lot of the stuff you'll see on the you know, social media is, has a fear induced base to it or, you know, it, it wants to create that and, and it's, it's a, it's a comfort zone. Stress has become a, a unintentional comfort zone, even though it's not comfortable, but it, it's almost your default. And if you're not stressed, it doesn't feel like life is working.
0: It's like uh, a line that I ruined yesterday when I was talking to Alex in a private phone call, um, but I'll, I'll try to get it right today. It's, yeah. one of my fa- it's one of my favorite jokes, you know, world ends today, film at 11. And it really summarizes right. beautifully exactly what you're talking about. We can build up these huge amounts of, of angst about something that isn't actually happening. mm mm-hmm. It's just amazing how a, good – I mean, talk about being delivered creators. So many people complain, I can't make anything happen. My God, you make it happen all the time. Look at it. Look at the results. It's just not what yeah. you wanted.
3: That's all. But, well, God. any adult, especially some of us who've lived a little longer than some of the others, I have survived the unsurvivable, stuff yes. that I never thought I could survive. Now, it might not be pretty, but I'm 100% successful – In surviving the unsurvivable, Mm. so my 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 batting average is a hundred (laughs) percent. It can't get any better. Now, as I said, it wasn't pretty, and there's some real ugly moments along the way, and it was very close that I wouldn't survive a few times. But at the end of the day, I have survived whatever life has thrown at me, and Mm -hmm. everybody listening has done the same thing. So if you're here. You survived the unthinkable, the stuff you worried about, that thought you couldn't get through. You're here. You're surviving. Mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that, it it it's, it it doesn't. And you know, I don't want people to get the idea. Oh, let's. Well, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. No, I want some urgency in life. I want people to live with some, but don't uh, do it with the intention of success, do it with the, I, I, I want to, I get up, I've driven every day. I get up, I have a very busy schedule. I, I don't get stressed over it. I choose my schedule. I, I, mm-hmm. As my being self-employed, I choose what I want to do. People say, well, you can have a really stressful job. I said, well, if I view it that way, it's stressful or I can view it that I chose this. I was given the opportunity. This is, I do this because I'd rather do this more than anything on the planet. So it's not stressful. It, it's just a perspective. If I'm going to a job that I hate and, and, and I have a boss that I dislike and all this is taking place, absolutely there's a lot of stress involved with that.
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm. And clearly, your friend who was the bomb diffuser did not look at his job in a stressful way. If he had, he would be dead. Yeah. He had to, he had to look at it in a non-stressful way so he could do the job well. Which shows mm-hmm. that if he can do it, anybody can do it.
3: Right. 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 And well, and, and that's what you get up every day. You know, the the that's what that inner dialogue is so important. I have to go to work. I mean, we 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 start looking for things to be stressed over. Uh, you, you. Well, I have to go to work. Oh God, tra- it's Monday morning. It's. Ra- I heard somebody. It, it, we do seem to have an inordinate amount of Mondays. Mondays lately with rain in them. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Law of attraction. It has to be there. Yeah. Law of attraction. But again, I don't care. Uh, uh, it, it has no bearing on on the world to me. But right. uh, agreed. I, I will hear often. Oh my God! It it is another Monday. It's rainy. It's going to be a traffic jam. It's going to be. It's a, yes, it is. So you know, traffic on a, on any day on rush hour is going to be uh, terrible with rain. Uh, then you add the perception of Monday, and it's like, ah, okay. But it, it, it's again, Monday's a perception. I I I love. I've actually over the years by changing my inner dialogue, I truly have convinced myself that Monday is my favorite day of the week.
2: Mm. It's just
3: uh, it, it's it's for so long because the way my life was being lived, I was living my life for so long. Mondays mm. were just scary to me because I had a lot of a lot of chaos, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stuff happening that took place on on Mondays, and it was all self induced. But at the same time, it was real, and and so I I dreaded Mondays for a long time. I almost couldn't sleep on Sunday nights because of Mondays.
2: Mm. It
0: reminds me you of an old know, song you know, that, uh, that Alex probably didn't know because it, it was probably written when she was born, but uh, it was by the Bangles called Just Another Manic Monday.
1: I do and know I, that song, so
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I, mean, I didn't mean to I didn't know it. I just said that, you know, it's just, well, I guess I did say that, didn't I? So I apologize. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also know the other, what was that other song? I forget who sang it, but my, uh, my teacher used to play it every Monday. Um, How does it go? Was it the Mamas and the papas? Monday, uh, Monday? Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Monday,
1: Monday. Monday,
0: Monday, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But I particularly like the Bangles version because of the way in that song, the writer of the song just opposed Mondays and Sundays. Ah. Just know <laughs> the Manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday. That's my fun day.
1: Yeah.
0: They're just days. Right. There's really no difference between Sunday and Monday. But she illustrates very nicely how we perceive there's a difference, and so we end up with a
1: difference. But they're in just the, days. Um, in the hairstyling world, Sundays and Mondays are are our weekends.
0: They're days off, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, our days off. So we're usually open Tuesday through Saturday. Right. So Mondays are like, for me, I don't know, they're stress-free. Like, I don't – every day is <laughs> stress-free for <laughs> me, but I don't really care. But <laughs> But, yeah, once you change your perspective on things – it's it, it can open up a whole nother world for you
3: mm-hmm. yeah. so i don't get a kiss on mondays <laughs> well good i'm glad <laughs> well and, and a lot of it again is that perception of what you know i i have reframed my thinking to i get to go to work i have the privilege to do the job i love to do right so, right w- when i get up I, i'm i'm I, I'm able to do it. There's, there's mornings I get up, like Okay. I wish I could sleep a little bit longer. No, no, no I I want this. I want this. I, and I'm intentionally living the life that I want. And so when you're, when you're living that in life, that life intentionally then it's hard to be stressed over the life that you have chosen versus mm. the viewing the life as being forced on you. So like I have no option but to do this. I, I, I had a conversation the other day and, and this is real life versus preferred life, I guess, or, or in a perfect world life. Mm. But this, this guy has uh, a, a terrible, a, a horrible job. He makes a lot of money. He, he has a lot of debt and he, 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 you know, he makes a, you know, makes half a million dollars a year, but spends about $600,000 a year. So okay. he's, yeah. So he's working really, really hard uh, and, and he, and I, he said, I, 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 don't know how long I can survive the stress of all of this.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
3: said, well, I said, I said, what are you willing to give up? And he said, well, I'm not willing to give up anything yet. I said, okay, then, <laughs> then, then it's going to be stress. And what, what are you willing to, uh, you know, and he wouldn't even I said, so you're not even willing to give up the stress is what I, I was trying to get him to say. I'm willing to give up the stress. Uh, but, but he, he, it's he, he, so entwined with this stressful you know like I view struggle as a positive but mm-hmm. when you're using struggle in a negative sense or, or it, it it is stress inducing struggle is is not productive when you're coming from that angle right. um, it, it, it's struggle is growth if you're looking at it as a growing mechanism he's just sort of managing it trying and he, you know he, he I said well you know you're paying twenty thousand dollars a year to a country club that you don't go to because you're too busy to go to Hello. And, and I, I said, what? I said, I said, I can give you a twenty thousand dollar raise by not doing that right no. now. <laughs> and, and, and his, you know, his answer was, my then my friends will know I'm struggling. Oh my god. I said, okay. <clears throat> I said, okay, well, why do you well, care? Said, it, well, exactly. <laughs> but but it, the image is the most important thing to him, and that's yeah. he, he's spending all this time for the image of what other people's perception is, mm-hmm. and 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 all all of his peer group is is a you know when when I moved into the home that I, I'm at now, um I, I really got really lucky I was the, the market had crashed you, you know the, the interest rates were ridiculously low I, mm-hmm. I, I probably bought at the bottom of the market at the, my my interest rate is like three point one percent it's really a great interest rate Sweet. and and so I really got it the right time. and so when I was looking to buy the the realtor it was at the time it was my son and I Chris that were it was all, us two and the real the real estate they said well you could buy twice the home of this why are you picking this home I go I don't need twice the home I need mm-hmm. this home it's it's you know, a 2,500 square foot home for two people is just plenty. I don't yeah, know why we do that. A little bit, a
2: little bit.
3: <laughs> but she, she, yeah, she did not understand why I wouldn't go to, you know, by the, the, the other section of the neighborhood where it was, it, it baffled her. Mm-hmm. She said, but you're qualified for this amount. I go, I don't want that amount. I, it's not the point. You're missing the point. I don't, mm-hmm. this is what I want. And, and so there's almost this expectation to go immediately buy what you're qualified for. And my point is I want to buy what I need and want. And, and I don't, you know, I don't like townhomes personally because of my voice. Uh, I wouldn't want to be my neighbor. Uh, you know, so <laughs> you, you can imagine the wall.
0: Microphones, I mean, there's a problem,
3: yes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. wall-rattling voice. <laughs> but I also hate yard work, so I found the neighborhood. You know, I have these nice little yards. So there's space between my neighbors so that, that I don't I can still talk as loud as I want, but I don't have a lot of yard work. I have uh, it, I have the perfect scenario, the perfect location. It's everything I want. Mm-hmm. And and other people because other standards said, you should be in a you know five thousand mm-hmm. square foot home on the lake. I I don't want a five thousand square foot home on the lake. I don't want the upkeep of that. I don't I don't. I can only occupy x amount of space. I don't need all that.
0: <laughs> yes, Joel's big, but he's not that big.
3: <laughs> not that big. Yeah. So, so, but you get the perspective. I'm trying. But these are the things right. that are important to understand. That that uh, you know, the stress of living up to certain standards or living, you know, in that environment. I know people in on Wall Street that are starting out that g- go buy a thirty thousand dollar Rolex because wow. they feel it's necessary to demonstrate that wealth among their peers. The people that make a fortune on Wall Street that are already arrived, and they, they don't even wear a watch. They don't need to prove anything. Right. To, you know, it, it's uh, you know, Bill, Bill Gates wears, you know, $20 khakis. you know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Exactly. He doesn't need to say, I'm Bill Gates. I have a hundred million dollars. It doesn't, he doesn't need to point that out. Uh, well, that's also how the rich stay rich. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you stay rich by not spending all, waste all your money.
1: Exactly. Cause I stuff. know if I won the lottery, I'd still shop at Walmart. Don't play me. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: yeah, how I'm going to keep you, my money. <laughs> I love it. well, well I, I, I know people, again, I'm not judging people, everybody's got to choose their own path and, and hopefully mm-hmm. they figure this out. But I really know people that are, I, I, again, I don't know their situation, that they're riding the bus, they're going to work, they're wearing a Kroger, that's our grocery store here, they're wearing a Kroger uniform or shirt. So mm-hmm. I'm, my assumption, again, is they're probably, you know, making what you'd make at a grocery store, not, mm-hmm. not, usually not a whole lot of money. And they have a thousand dollar iPhone. Mm-hmm. But well, well, how's that working? But yeah, but apparently, and I'm not judging. That's their priority. Mm-hmm. But it it's it does put you put it in a position of, huh? It makes you question things, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And so
3: I, I'm I'm just going on the the premise that we're you have to decide every day. Are you going to be stressed or not mm-hmm. and all of the path it, it's a choice we we make a choice to get into the contract of stress I call it with and and it and it is a life hack it is figuring out I don't do it perfectly. I still find myself caught up in that you know but but when it especially when it's an artificial deadline, that's mm-hmm. when I laugh at myself It's like i I've just created a deadline that doesn't really exist, but right. somehow it's a driving factor in my life today, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 the thing that keeps coming to
0: my mind as we're talking about this story, these stories, there are a lot of stories that have been telling here, is the idea that we very rarely focus on what it is we really desire. All of these things are running away from things we don't want.
2: Mm.
0: It's the news. We don't like the news. Oh my god, this terrible news and, and, uh, the, the liberals are turning down the world or the conservatives are turning down the world and the world ends today, news at 11 and, and, uh, the, you know, the, the mulch is going to get buried in and, you know, the traffic's going to be in the way and all these terrible things are going to happen. What is it that we desire? We always express things in terms of what we don't desire. It's so no wonder mm-hmm. we get so stressed. Right. What, what if there was a, like a new, I, won't, I don't want to make it a law because that starts forcing people, but what if there was like a new program or, or a new uh, tendency that people have, like a Me Too movement? You know, today I'm going to, to decide what it is I really desire in my life. Not in terms of what I don't want, but in terms of what I do want.
2: You know,
0: mm-hmm. Not in terms of right. pain or avoiding struggle or avoiding this or avoiding that, but in terms of what what would I actually like? What would I enjoy?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a question a lot of people don't even ask.
2: Mm.
3: I would say the majority of people don't ask because we're we're conditioned to state what we don't want. We're conditioned to to avoid what we what we perceive as uncomfortable. And and, and that, that gets to that other you know, the, the comfort the perceived comfort is actually a stress inducer. You know, when you it, it's counterintuitive like, oh my comfort zone is i want I, I don't want any stress so i 'm not going to uh, challenge myself, but somehow the idea that effort is is stress is the uh, it 's not that way but yet mm-hmm. it, it's it's perceived as that there's more energy spent of when people are avoiding effort or whatever they create more stress uh it it's just it doesn't operate the way you would think it would operate and and, and so i I get it I see people all the time struggling. Uh, I I I don't know if they understand they're doing it voluntarily. In fact, most often they don't. But well, I don't want this at all cost. Or you know, I I know people that have not left jobs because they they well, I'm making enough now. Um, yes, but somebody you've been offered a job at a, a double your salary. You have this going on. Well, yeah, but but I'm comfortable where I'm at. Or and you, you see these things. You're baffled by it, but you you can understand. It it is a very, you know, we 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 as humans have developed a very complex uh, response to life, and it is counterintuitive often. Um, when when we get stressed or we worry, uh, it doesn't serve any purpose other than feeding the law of attraction. It, it you, we're, again, it's that opposite result. What you worry about is what you bring about. And mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it's there. And so you're if you want to make the, the most effective way to get something is to worry about it, worry about the lack of it, and then you'll attract it.
0: I got a great example of that yesterday. With uh, Louise and I were trying to find. I think she wanted uh, the electric screwdriver, and we couldn't find it. You know, so you know how it is. You 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 can't find the thing. You know it's not in the place where it's supposed to be, and you check there twice, and it's still not there. So you're going <laughs> through boxes, you're going through closets. Where is the darn thing? And as I'm going through all this stuff, I'm going through boxes, I'm going through closets, and I'm seeing all of this stuff that you know, there's this stuff that we bought and we bought it and many times we didn't even use it but we bought it because at the time we were stressed out about something else because I mean Joel I've documented here many times the financial difficulties we've been through here as a family Louise and I and here are all these decisions that we made over the years demonstrated in these boxes and closets things that we didn't really need that didn't serve any useful purpose but they were purchased at the time because out of a sense of fear oh this is something that I will buy this because it's cheaper than the other alternative even though it turns out that's not going to work or I'm going to, this is going to fix all my problems and I never use it again. You know? And, and I look at, I say to myself, wow, we made a lot of decisions based on fear that panned out to nothing useful except for junk in a box.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: We, we, we had, uh, um, we had an interesting, I think it was my, Justin's first year with me. We, we had, uh, uh, hurricane come through uh, or mm. head this way. In Richmond, well, we're at Richmond's—you know, hundred—you know, we're we're way inland. So I mean, I—I've I, never—I used to live on the coast in Florida. So I'm, you know, we we went to school, yeah, you know, we went to school in Category One hurricane. So we, you know, so so when I hear there's a hurricane coming to Richmond, I sort of go, okay, yeah, okay, sure right. that be, yeah. So uh, so when when we were when when all this was happening, I uh he came to me and he 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 was watching the news. He said, he said, what do, are we, do we have an emergency plan? And I said, yeah, yeah, we have an emergency plan. He goes, well, what is that? I said, well, I'll, I, you don't need, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, it was clearly bothering him. Mm. He said, well, finally he said dad what's our emergency plan? Do we have like five days worth of water? Do we have all this? And, 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 and I said, I said, I just held up my keys. And he said, well, I don't understand. I go, We'll just leave, buddy. We'll, just leave. We'll, 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 we'll go down to our house in Florida. We'll go stay with friends in North Carolina. We'll just leave. And when they when they get it fixed, we'll come back. <laughs> He's like, well, and his, his answer was, well, that doesn't sound much like an emergency plan. I go, well, it's harsh. Uh, but, but, but he was conditioned to believe that all it was going to be basically the Walking Dead played out here in Richmond. And, you know, yeah. I have a full tank of gas and, and, and I have a four wheel drive truck. I could get anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and I could get out of here. It's just not going to be this scenario where I'm going, and it doesn't mean I didn't have some water and some candles. I don't mean sure. I didn't have that. But, right. But it, it, this idea that we needed to be prepared for 25 straight days with no electricity and, and have to have your guns out to protect yourself.
2: We're just going to mm-hmm. go
3: somewhere else and, and somewhere. There's gonna, you know, we'll, we'll just keep going. We might end up in, in Tennessee, but, uh, um, other than a total lack of dental support, there would be a good case. You um, had, um, Facts. Yeah, uh, Tennessee.
2: sorry. Yeah, I, I, I Tennessee, think
0: it's great how you so. found one other thing to worry about. That was wonderful. I love that.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah exactly. I have that in there. So, you know, but, but you, you get my point. It, it's such a, uh we we as a society, in fact one of my great examples I just talked about this the other day with somebody. Uh today is officially our last day of school uh in Hanover County, Virginia. Uh just as the last day was yesterday. We we took today off. But um the last last year we had a, a potential tropical storm move through the area and it mm-hmm. was scheduled to hit on a Friday. Now the school system here. We have an incredible school system, so I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm glad they keep our kids safe. But on Tuesday, they canceled school for Friday.
2: I mean, dang. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> and on, by the time by the time Friday arrived, the storm passed way south of us. It was sunny, and right. the kids were out playing. <laughs> it, it, it it just. It, it, it's like that they, they got all this, they're watching all the media and, and in you know, and so I'm not critical what, and we do tend to close really easily when it's, you know, here, yeah, but, y'all it, but do. that's not the mm-hmm. point. Yeah. But, but the point is I, I wouldn't yeah. have cared if, if we closed, but let's, let's wait till Thursday and, and see <laughs> right, if it's right. imminent. Because almost immediately when they closed school by that time, they said, well, the model says it might turn south. And then by the time Wednesday came along they said, well, we, we may get a little rain. And then on Thursday, it was like, it's going to be sunny and a high of 84. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, it's, it's so, but again, that anticipation, that, that worry, that yeah. uh, let's take, it, it's almost like, well, let's take some action. But instead of logical action, you take the fear-based action, which, you know, you shut down the schools for a day and, and, and just like you're saying, well, you, you, you buy things you don't need, you create this stuff. And it's like, what am I doing? Why am I buying into that? But it's a conditioned response, and stress and anxiety is, a, is probably, again, separating the, the anxiety disorder piece, uh, which, which, which is a, a big problem as well. But just basic normal stress and anxiety is at a much higher level than if you talk about the nutritional choices we make, caffeine and sugar, how it compounds it and adds to it. I mean, it, it's, we are uh, the most stressed of – at any point in history, I think we're the most stressed, and it, for for no reason. Maybe even during World War II, when we're fearful of the world falling apart, mm-hmm. I don't think we're as stressed over. Not, then it was legitimate. Yes, we have to go do something. This is just I, I, I'm worried about worrying. That's it. I'm, I'm yeah. worried about stress at this point, and it's crazy. That I, reminds I like me
1: one. of the uh, the doomsday preppers that are like out of control. They you know they got their <laughs> guns stocked up. They got their right. their uh, What is it, the, that, uh, dehydrated food all packed up in the garage and their, their water and it's, it's insane the, the extremes that they go through. Like I've watched reality shows of these people going through all these things and I'm like, what's happening? What are we, what are we preparing for? Like they're like, well, this is in case of the zombies and you know, they got (laughs) strikes on their fences. And I was like, oh Jesus, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Live in the now, people. Live in the now.
0: (laughs) It reminds me of my favorite science fiction author, Robert Heinlein. He wrote this really, really great little poem that he put into the mouth of one of his young characters. Um, She was reciting uh, what to do in a crisis. And Mm -hmm. the, the poem goes, when in peril or in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. Yeah. I I thought that pretty much summarizes it. Right. (laughs) That's a good way of saying
1: it. It's like I was saying the other day about how, um, there was a meme about, um, you know, learning how to stop, drop and roll as a kid and realizing that we're, as adults, we are not on fire as much as we thought we would be.
0: Isn't it amazing? (laughs) And quite reassuring, I might add.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> there are some people who are flaming, but other than that, we'll, we won't go yeah, there.
1: <laughs> it's a whole other situation for a whole other day.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but my stress levels have definitely come down now that I realize that so much of it is so unnecessary, and I don't have to it think is. about it. I don't have to fret. I don't, I don't have to run circles with out. Yeah, it's just, oh, wow, <laughs> this is good. So thank you very much for your insight, Joel. appreciate it as usual.
3: It's great to be here, and I'll see you in two weeks.
0: <laughs> two weeks?
2: We'll be looking forward
0: to it. Absolutely. That's when you're back on a permanent basis, so we like that. And also, of course, I get to see you twice a week, So, and we're going to be doing our usual conversations about the grass. we got to get our yes. set. That's our, our task for the next two days. So you, me, and PJ, we got to get together. Yep. So we will do that. And I want to thank all of our listeners, including our live stream listeners and our podcast listeners as well. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.